Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome in to the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reason Sports Network. Make sure to check in fivereasonsports.com, F-I-V-E, reasonsports.com for all of the latest episodes of Five on the Floor, but also Three Yards Per Carry, Light Skin Opinions, Five Rings, Kane, Shula Bowl podcast, and more. Also, check out our YouTube channel on there. Actually, Alex Toledo and I just put a YouTube exclusive episode up, so make sure that you check that out about the NBA's return. Check out my last episode with Sam Amick of the Athletic National NBA Writer for the Athletic, breaking down the NBA at large. We're going to target the heat a little bit more in this episode. And also our merchandise, not just the Tua shirts, but also all of the heat shirts, BAM VP, um, our Bucket Brothers t-shirt with uh, with Jimmy and Tyler Hero, and more is on the website, fivereasonsports.com, and it costs you nothing to click also check out all the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network i talk about this sponsor quite a bit he's a big miami heat fan big uh, miami sports fan in general he's based up in palm beach county but he can work with you even if you're down in dade or broward and that is dr jonathan chung that's of keystone keystone chiropractic and neuroplasticity you know we're in an age where you can do pretty much everything by telemedicine and he can do that for you he can give you a 15 minute consultation for free if you mention five reasons you know a lot of chiropractors and therapists want to see you three times a week for months but keystone has a treatment philosophy of doing just enough to get you back to a normal life again they have great results with post-concussion syndrome dizziness and vertigo headaches and chronic neck and back pain they're focused on low force spinal adjustments and brain-based rehabilitation again like i mentioned you, they're offering virtual rehab visits using video conferencing to assess and prescribe effective treatment protocols during the COVID-19 outbreak because research shows that patients who get that supervised telemedicine rehab program can be just as effectively treated as an in-person visit for many pain conditions. Like I said, mentioned five reasons, 15-minute video or phone consultation, and I should have mentioned this, save 50% off your first virtual rehab session. The website is chiropractickeystone.com. Again, that's chiropractickeystone.com. The social media account is at Dr. Jonathan Chung. And now, today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. Alf954, brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on the Five on the Floor podcast. We've got the full crew here tonight. We've got Alphonse Sydney. We've got Alex Toledo. Because there was big news in the NBA today as we're recording this. Already put out an episode, like I mentioned, check it out with Sam Amick. It goes through all the details of what this plan is, the 22-team plan, how it affects all the teams around the NBA, some of the teams that he thinks will benefit from this. Um, I mentioned the Los Angeles Clippers. We also talked about the teams that won't benefit, like the Utah Jazz, who lost Bogdanovich for the season with basically elective surgery, uh, and some of the other ones, Philadelphia, Indiana, who've gotten healthier. We're going to focus just on the heat in this pod. We're a heat podcast, and that's we're going to get back to that. So let's get to this. 
first, Alf, your reaction, and I know there's bigger things going on in the world. You and I talked about that in another podcast, which people should check out. But just from an NBA perspective, your reaction to the NBA's plan, do you like it? Do you like where the Heat sit in it? Um, I think it's too many regular season games. I think that's, I mean, I don't think they really need eight <laughs> to hash this out. But I understand they're going for the most revenue possible, and they're trying to include as many teams as possible to make it fair. Um, but I just I think eight is, eight is just too many regular season games. Um, but besides that, I, I get I mean I guess it's fine. It's kind of what we we've, we've expected, except it's, we we were thinking more of three or four regular season games to get everybody to the same number. Um, I don't know exactly how that's going to work now that not, every, not everyone's going to be at the same number of games, but right. I'm sure they're going to hash all that out. So that's fine. Um, but overall, I mean, this is what we thought was going to happen. So I'm, I'm, I'm not really even surprised by it. The, uh, some of the, some of the smaller machinations of like who they're, who are they going to play stuff like that? This stuff about home court advantage, that stuff is, is, is still getting worked out. And I guess some of it seems silly. Some of it just seems stupid, but for the most part, the structure of what they're trying to do is something that we kind of called, we've been calling for the last month, month and a half. Yeah, we've been calling it, and of course, our, our friend Keith Smith has been calling the whole Orlando thing. If they play the eight regular season games, which what they appear they're going to do, Alex, these teams will get to seventy-two to seventy-five games essentially. Um, uh, I think the Heat are at what sixty-six right now, so they would uh, they would basically get to uh, to seventy-four games. We're going to talk about the Heat schedule and the difficulties of it because the bad teams have been wiped out <laughs> for the most part, and the Heat had a lot of those bad teams in the Eastern Conference that they were supposed to play the rest of the year. Um, but just looking at it, eight regular season games. Do you think that's enough? Too much? to to get a team where it because the heat are going to make the playoffs they're going to be somewhere between the three and the six seed they can't really move all the way up to two to get toronto they're too far back they won't fall the way to seven they're going to be somewhere between three and six the east and the west are staying the same so there's no not going to be any bleeding over in the conferences there are four different teams that the heat could play in the first round still most likely to be philadelphia or indianapolis but it also could be boston or toronto is eight about the right number for you think for this heat team to get back where it needs to be, Alex? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's definitely more than enough. That's, that's more than a preseason. Uh, they were already in the middle of a season, whereas, I mean, it's basically been about the, the size of an off season almost that they've already missed. But at the same time, like this never got resolved. They're going to be motivated. I think I, I'm not really worried about the heat players as far as this return. I think, Eight is going to be a great sample for all the NBA teams, especially because, you know, these convoluted uh, playing tournament rules. Uh, you got to have a good enough sample. I think, if anything, this is more than enough. I thought five games was good. But mm-hmm. for everything I've already said, right, the money incentive thing that, to me, just uh, overpowers everything else. It's like there was so much money on the line. And they're, like uh, I said, they're going to go for as much as they can. And as much as everybody is willing to agree to. And that's why they included 22 teams and not 16 or 20. And, yeah. And looking at it, you know, 22 teams, but just, again, to go over it for people who don't quite understand it, eight regular season games, they will play it out as if they're playing for seeding. Um, the, they, they're taking f- one extra team from the East and five from the West. The reason they did that is because the five teams in the West that are not in the playoffs right now in the Western Conference all have a better record than the one team that's closest to the playoffs in the East, which is Washington. So to take those five teams, they had to take one from the East. Charlotte does not make it. 
the five teams in the West, essentially the way that this is going to work is that they play out these games. If the eight seed in either conference is four games clear, more than four games clear of the nine seed, there's no play in in that conference. But if it's less than it's, if it's four games or less, four games or fewer, then there will be a play in game. And the way that that works is that the eight seed in that scenario at that time would have to be beaten twice. So double elimination, whereas the nine seed would be eliminated with one loss. Does everybody understand that? It took Alex and I about 30 minutes. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm so (laughs) glad that we hashed this out earlier in the day, because this would be such a clunky podcast that we waited till right now for me to understand. I was, I was bewildered by those. (laughs) I didn't understand it, but essentially like the best way to explain it is just that, they start 1-0, and that's not exactly what they're doing. But, yeah, right. the ninth seed has to – the burden is – to use, like, law terms for some reason, the burden is on the, the ninth seed. They have to – like, the Wizards, for example, I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. They're down five and a half games behind Orlando. Right. And six behind Brooklyn. So the burden is on them to win way more games than both of those teams to, just to get into the play-in tournament. And then the trade-off for the West – Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then from there, and once you get to the playing tournament, you got the, the ninth seed has to win two games, whereas uh, the eighth seed takes it home, which is one win. And then on the West side, it's even like, uh, you know, they're closer to the eighth seed than Washington is. And it's funny that they used four games, right? Because the Pelicans are three and a half games behind the Grizzlies. Yeah, it's funny but, how uh, that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, to be fair, that is about the, that is the same for the Blazers and the Kings and almost the Spurs, but at the same time, it's going to be the onus is on them just to get to the 19th where they then get the, the gift of having to win two times while the opponent can win in one game. Yeah, but they're they're basically, they basically have to go play two game sevens. <laughs> well, and then, and then once you do it, then you play the number one seed in the conference. So you're going to have to, you're going to have, Oh to, my God, you're going to have to chase down. So they have created some, you know, they have rewarded the better teams in some way already because True. you have to, you have to chase down the eight seed just to get within the four games then you have to beat them twice, and then you get the Lakers. I mean, that's essentially how this goes. So they, th- that is an advantage for the Lakers. We're going to talk about the seeding stuff. What do you, what do you think the Bucks are going to do to the Wizards? <laughs> well, that, right, but well, we'll, we'll see what Bradley Beal does. All right, let's get to the Heat's eight games, though, because this is the way that Ira has it. Um, and essentially, so you understand, this is from Vincent, our, our buddy Vinny's tweet, Vincent Goodwill. Follow him at Vince Goodwill on Twitter. The plan is for teams to continue their schedule as planned with the next eight games. If a team is scheduled to play the Hawks, Bulls, or Pistons, or any of the other teams that are out, like the Cavs, the Knicks, uh, the Warriors, the teams that are out of the playoffs right now, it moves on, or the Wolves, it, it moves on to the next game on the schedule. Okay? And as I mentioned, the Heat had a bunch of garbage left at the end of the season. We were all talked about that the whole year, that, that they, they were going to be able to clean up late, right? Okay, here's their next eight games according to this format. Bucks, Pacers, Thunder, Nuggets, Suns, Celtics, Pacers, Celtics. Alf, <laughs> what do you think of that? Light work, light work <laughs> for the Heat. No, it's, um, it's, it's daunting when you look at it, but, I mean, the Heat were losing to a lot of bad teams anyway. Yeah. And they seem to uh, get up for for the better teams. So I don't even know if this is a bad thing because, you know, there were a lot of bad losses towards the end of that season, end of the season before it was suspended. So maybe uh, maybe a gauntlet before the playoffs is, is exactly what this team needs to get, I don't know, re-motivated or uh, focused, especially that, you know, now that they're healthy, 
a nice gauntlet playing, you know, playing the Bucks, playing the Pacers, Thunder, you know, some of these teams, it might actually be good for them. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it from a fan's perspective as a positive thing. I'm trying to because otherwise it's scary as hell. Well, it is. I mean, the only the only so, quote unquote soft team on there is the Suns. I mean, they're, they're, that's it. I mean, of the of the six playing teams in the Sixers. <coughs> well, they know they don't play the Sorry, Sixers. Though. Back off. No, no, but they don't play the Sixers though. They don't get the Sixers. Bucks, Pacers, Thunder, Nuggets, Suns, Celtics, Pacers, Celtics. So they they don't they weren't going to play the the Sixers again because they 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 played the four games against the Sixers in the regular season. Remember, they went three. And they one. have winning records oh, against all those teams except except for the Celtics, Celtics right? Except for the Celtics. So, they they beat. It's so long ago. Yeah, they have a winning record against the Bucks. Are they one one against the Pacers? No, I, I think they, they beat them twice. Too they low. beat them twice. Thunder. As I remember it, the the Boston the Celtics were the only team that uh, had the matchup advantage versus the Heat. And me and you were talking about that on the phone, that this might change some of that. It won't change it with the Sixers, right, the tiebreaker thing. But what will change, like you mentioned earlier in the pod, is that the seeding, right? Like, they might not play the Pacers anymore. It, it seems like the, the two most likely scenarios are Philly and Indiana. But then mm-hmm. at the same time, like, you've got uh, Toronto slicing in as, like, a – a kind of a long shot that it might not happen, but it could still happen. Well, they it would only be down Toronto, to three, and he can move down to six. Right, that would be the only way. Toronto has to slip to three, basically behind Boston, and Miami has to slip to six, which is, uh, I mean, both are possible. possible. It's, le- it's least likely. It could be Boston. Boston mm-hmm. slips down, uh, stays in the three. Miami slips to six. Boston could even be the four, potentially, unlikely. Um, and they do get Boston in the regular season schedule, right? They, they get Boston. Yes, they get Boston twice. twice two of the last three. Oh, and, I and saw that, somebody report the Celtics uh, schedule, and they only put the Heat once. So they I mean, play I, them twice. I, I think there's some confusion because again, there's some inconsistencies because remember the the, the teams rules you were supposed say that to they play, play them twice because they still had to play the Celtics twice before the season got shut nah, down. Yeah, but it does. But again, think of it this way: the, the Celtics, the teams that crop up on the Celtics schedule. There may be fewer games that they're skipping because some of those teams are in, and so maybe they get exactly. to that mm. heat game ninth oh. instead of eighth. And so that's why Vinny is saying that there's going to have to be – this is not definite because there's going to be some inconsistencies because some teams have some of that crap still on their schedule and some didn't. And so it's, it's a little bit hard to kind of put it together. I would not Before assume – I would not assume that those last two games, the, the it, right now again, Bucks, Pacers, Thunder, Nuggets, Suns, Celtics. I would expect probably that the Heat would play those six. Those last two, the Pacers and Celtics, I wouldn't guarantee those because I don't know what Indiana's schedule looks like, and maybe or they Suns. already get to eight or or Celtics. Well, the Suns is the fifth game on the Heat schedule, so I would expect they probably get to that one. But the the last so, two, they may not. They may, they may end up being substituted with somebody else. So let's say both of those teams reach the limit before the Heat gets to them, right? Do right. they then just skip those two games as well? Like, are there other playoff teams past those games for the Heat? Uh, um, I would have to look. I think those would Let me last. see. I'll look it up. But even if there's not, what I was told, and, and this was what was reported today, was that then they would find, you know, two teams that that – Still oh, have two games to play, <laughs> so so they'll so, be like the two kids in class who don't have a partner. You got to put them together. That's exactly yeah, right. Like they're in the prom, right? They're in perfect. the back, and and all of a sudden you've got the Heat and the sun and the Spurs are wallflowers Been in the back, before. and you're gonna match them up. Well, I think we all have. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak for Alf, uh, but 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 that's the. But but yeah, I mean I, that's all sort of variable. But I do think Toronto, part of the, by the way. I just looked it up, and after Toronto's that, Toronto's supposed to be game, the last game of the season, so it could be that's them. the. 
That's that's the only one left. It's the last game of the season. It's the only playoff opponent after that Celtics game. If they were to reach, if both teams were to reach the limit, I guess they would get Toronto one more time. Yeah, it could it could be them. So I so I would not I would not look at those last two games against the Pacers and Celtics as definite. I think the first six probably are. All right, but let's get to the next part of this, uh, and then we'll get to some league stuff after it. Um, I said today, and we've talked about this a little on the pod, but I said on the Amic pod that that I think that the Heat are maybe not maybe didn't benefit the most from this, but I think are, you would put them into the category of having benefited overall. When you, when you look on the ledger and you say, one, they weren't that healthy at the time of the stoppage. Uh, Myers was not back. Hero was working his way back in. Uh, two, they weren't playing well. I mean, the last game of the season, I know it was weird circumstances, but, I mean, it was pretty em- emblematic of the way that they were playing over a two- to three-week period. They were still integrating new players. Um, so I think in some ways it's good. I think that the, re- the way that they're hurt, I would still put them in the category of this being an overall positive for them, but the home road thing for them, I mean, they were headed for a home court seed, and the Sixers and the Heat had the most you know, striking home road splits in the entire league. And so I think in that way, it doesn't benefit them. Um, I'll start with this. Do, do you guys agree that overall it's positive for them and second let's do this one quickly because we've done it before do we all agree that the celtics of those four teams are the one team you don't want to play if everybody's healthy yeah i mean <sighs> just looking at the regular season matchup they don't match up very well because the heat are a small team on the perimeter and you got some you have some big guys out there for the celtics and you know when you're trying to guard them with goran dragic and um Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero, it, it presents a lot of issues. Um, but, you know, the Celtics might be the biggest reason they added guys like Iggy and, and Jay Crowder, um, guys that actually could match up physically with some of those guys. So mm-hmm. we haven't really seen this version of the Heat match up with the Celtics. But mm-hmm. just based on what we saw throughout the season, yeah, the Celtics are the toughest matchup. And whether it, whether this is beneficial or not, man, it's just so hard to say just because – the world is upside down right now. There's going to be teams coming back in with players that have been gone all season. Um, some guys are going to be out of shape. I don't, who knows, you know, really how this is going to benefit them. On paper, the Heat had a soft skin. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Schedule going into the playoffs with a lot of home games. But we saw the last home game of the season. We saw the last few weeks of the season. That, not, that wasn't necessarily a plus. So, like I said, I mean, it's just completely up in the air. Who knows what's going to happen, but... Um, overall, just, just looking at the fact that Myers and Tyler are going to be back healthy. Jimmy's had a bunch of time off. You know, uh, I think Jimmy is going to benefit the most of anybody on the entire team uh, mm-hmm. because of the time off. So, really, like I said, it's, it's up in the air. But, I mean, I, I have a good feeling about the team going into this stretch. If Jimmy comes to, comes to this camp the way he came to the last camp in that kind of shape, they're in really good shape overall. Um, and I think that's a real benefit for them. But, I mean, looking at Alex, let me throw this at you, and then after the break we're going to get to some league stuff. 
Uh, the eight teams in the Eastern Conference, where do you put the Heat and who's with them in terms of franchises you trust to have handled this stoppage the right way and for their players to have handled it the right way? Oof, that's a tough question. I was ready to answer the other one that he do it out, but I think <laughs> off the top of my head, I would think Toronto. I think they've just had a great reputation the past few years uh, for the way that their guys train and getting the most out of their guys. I mean, I tend to trust Boston too, that just because of how good their chemistry was this year. Like I definitely would not have trusted that last year's Celtics to try to play under these circumstances. They would have blown up in the first game. Uh, I don't trust Philly because of their chemistry issues, but at the same time, like, what if the space, that space that they just got right now is what they needed? And they're just going to be back to, like, yeah, we're just going to play some basketball. We had some space away from each other. It, and, and it just ends up helping them out. Like, I don't think that's impossible. Uh, we'll see, though, because they were on the verge of blowing up before the season blew up. Mm-hmm. And uh, But off the top of my head, Toronto and Boston, right? I, I mean, even them, like, I tr- kind of trust Indiana, too. They've been just a solid organization for as long as I've Like, they're always a playoff team for the most part. Uh, they also get a lot out of their guys. Like Brogdon was looking like an all-star candidate. Sabonis was an all-star. Miles mm-hmm. Turner's defensive player of the year candidate. And at the same time, uh, I agree with you uh, that it's mostly positive for the Heat, but the worst part about it is that they have to face these teams that are coming back from injuries and are going to be extremely healthy now. So I think the gap is, has been closed. Uh, between, I mean, Boston being the worst matchup and these other teams, like I think the Sixers and Pacers are going to be harder to play if the Heat do end up playing them. And Boston is going to be the toughest. Toronto's still going to be a tough team to play. Like, it is a positive because they get Hero and Leonard back, but they have to play these teams that are going to be healthier than ever. Toronto had injury problems all season. Like, I just think the gap has closed between Toronto and the rest of these teams. I think it's going to be tough no matter who they play at this point. I mean, I think you also have to look at the coaches. And as I go down the list of coaches, uh, Toronto's got a pretty good coach. Miami's got a pretty good coach. Boston's got a pretty good coach. Milwaukee's got a pretty good coach. Um, Indiana, I think he's proven he's a pretty good coach. Philadelphia, I don't know. Uh, The Nets uh, don't have a coach, (laughs) right? I mean, who is the coach? I don't even know. Who replaced Atkinson? Uh, I I can't even remember. I mean, he'll be coaching. He should be coaching the Knicks next year, but I think they're going for Thibodeau. Jack Vaughn. Jock Vaughn, Jock Vaughn's their coach now. Okay. Jock Vaughn, yeah, sorry. Okay, okay, I think and, so. and 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 then and then Orlando Clifford's got a pretty good coach. He doesn't have enough to work with. Um, but anyway, after the break, I want to get into uh, the NBA stuff. We're going to do that quickly. I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors, the Five Reasons Sports Network. We've got a lot of great sponsors, uh, all local, but one of them it really stands out for these times, which is uh, making America clean again. It's MacaInc.net. M A C A. Inc.net, which is a division of Greenview Construction that specializes in cleanup of contaminated areas. Of course, we're coming through COVID. You definitely need this. Your business, your residence, you want the people inside to be safe, and you want people to feel comfortable coming into that business. They can service a wide range of residential and commercial projects. And members of the company are certified and trained in all aspects of their services. They've got a three-step cleaning process, and you'll get a certificate that you can put up there and make everybody feel safe. They clean and sanitize, then they disinfect, and then they sterilize. Again, it's MacaInc.net. That's MacaInc.net. Don't, don't take a chance. Don't make people feel uneasy as they're coming into your building. Get that certificate, MacaInc.net. Um, we've, we've posted some of the stuff on Twitter. It's pretty amazing, the work that they do. They do it efficiently. They do it within your budget. And, uh, and again, Chris Tyson is, is a big Miami sports fan too. So as, as are all of our sponsors, it seems. So check it out, MacaInc.net. 
NBA.net. All right, let's get to the NBA and kind of the last part of this plan that I've talked about this a lot, so I'm gonna, not going to hammer it again. I think that they should reseed after the first round, especially if they're just doing East-West. You know, if, if Orlando beats Milwaukee in the first round, they should still, in my view, have to play whatever the top seed is left. It doesn't look like they're going to do that. Dave McMenamin on ESPN.com today put out a, a sort of some of the ideas. Alex, I think you sent this to us in the thread. Some of the ideas that you're talking about, um, and I think they're all stupid. <laughs> to try to reward uh, the teams that ended up with higher <laughs> seeds. Uh, I, I'm trying to find it right now. Here it is. Okay, I'll go through to this, and you guys just tell me, top of your head, if you like this idea or not. Alf, the higher seeded team gets possession to start the second, third, and fourth quarters. <laughs> Up or down? What? What is this? Football? No, it's stupid. Alex, the higher seeded team designates one player to be allowed seven fouls before fouling out. This is the Listen, way for Hassan to say in the game, I guess. For oh wow, I was gonna, I was gonna go straight to UD. I was gonna say UD's gonna get some playing time in the playoffs. Uh, he <laughs> you might, know he's gonna be in shape. He might against Philadelphia. Damn. Straight. Oh my God. UD looks good right now. All right, Don't Alf. give UD seven fouls, Adam Silver. Uh, Alf, uh, the higher seeded team receives one extra coach's challenge. No, stupid. I, no. Like, do you want to slow these games down even more? Well, that's what I said. Alex, <laughs> the higher seeded team transports actual hardwood yes. home court to Orlando. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Vice, yes. vice colors. Vice colors. Yes. The vice. This was my favorite I, one. We don't, Easily. we don't think that's a good idea here on the pod because the Heat don't play well on the vice court, right? Remember? <laughs> no, anyway, but they can get their own home court. Do they think this is the 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 eighties with the Celtics parquet floor? And, this is and like, like ABA. With, this is with, ABA stuff they're talking about. This is listen, man, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. All right, how about this one, Alf? The higher I love this one. The higher seated teams get hotel choice priority. <laughs> so you, you don't have to be in the sports resort, which has got like Mickey like playing a, with a wiffle ball bat. Okay, on all that. I've stayed at the sports resort. Uh, I guess you get the animation one or whatever. So. I, to me, I thought they were all staying at Coronado, which is the, the Nickelodeon home. Hotel. The, the Nickelodeon. Yeah, I, I, that's hotel. what I'm thinking. The Nickelodeon Hotel with the uh, the um, the water parks in the middle. <laughs> that, right. You, exactly. You get to pick like the uh, the 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 uh, fairy the fairly odd parents room or the. Timmy Listen, Turner man, the room. Zoomers will go for that. You're gonna have the Grizzlies and the Pelicans there, and they'll be just fine. Just like fighting over the SpongeBob room. Over SpongeBob, of course. And have fairly you guys odd been any? We've have we talked about this. I talked about this, with Keith. Have you guys been in any of those? Not the Coronado, but some of the other ones. I mean, they're they're basically no. half the size of Holiday Inn rooms. I don't know how they're gonna cuss. I, I you can't put NBA players in those rooms. Like the the this those, I've stayed at this resort about a year and a half ago. Yeah, it's it's just not. I mean, I, and and the thing is, you know, they're still working out how they're gonna handle. You know, I, the players, Amic and I talked about this in the pod, but some of the players are concerned about not, them not allowing people into this particular bubble and all the rest of this. I mean, literally, if they, if they do it at the sports resort or art of animation, there's like a cafeteria in the middle where you go get like a six-day-old, uh, you know, Mickey, uh, Mickey pancakes with chocolate chips on them uh, and, and, and some old bacon. 
uh, you know, and, and some spoiled eggs. Like that's basically what you're going to get in the middle. I'm not speaking as a snob. I've, I stay at these hotels. I've taken my daughter so, to these hotels. So I, essentially you're agreeing with this measure. You're saying that this hotel, hotel choice priority is actually a huge plus for teams. I will say it's a better idea than changing play on the court. I would not right, do right. Any, anything to change play on the court. Okay. And so, to me, the simple solution to this is re, why is it so complicated? Reseed, let Milwaukee and the Lakers play the worst teams in their conference for as long as they're alive. What, what, okay, what, is, the, this, what, what is the problem with that? This is where we disagree. So I've done, I've done some thought on this ever since this came out. Like, I, I love these proposals only because they're, they're creative. And you said that you don't want to change the game, but reseeding kind of does change the game. It's, it, it goes it completely against everything that has transpired with the NBA in their history. So that would actually is more fuel for the asterisk crowd. And, and I agree with you that the asterisk thing is overstated. But, but Alex, I think that it doesn't is more change, reason for it doesn't change the play receiving. on the but it doesn't change the play on the court. It just rewards a team so, that had a good regular season without change. I mean, what are they going to make the hoop nine feet for one team and eleven feet for the other team? Like this is not what, what are they doing? Listen, listen. I think the the game thing is fair, and I get what you're saying. But what if what if and listen listen to me? What if you did like two of these right and two that like don't affect the game maybe. You know, first of all, I'm I'm gonna go all the way for the hardwood home court thing and transporting them, and and not only that, not only do I love the idea, I think they should just make it normal, right? You want to make it like the NBA playoffs? You get four games, the team with the better record gets four games with their courts, and the team with the worst record gets three games. Just, they gotta keep switching out the floors, and you get you get your DJ too. DJ Irie is there for the home yes. games, and Mike oh Biamani is there for the home games, and yes. and uh, Crazy Andy and Uptown Dale treks up from Las Olas. Okay, maybe Honestly, don't need to that, get the would, that would be the, that would be the only thing. Like you, you could do like crowd noise, <laughs> uh -huh. a DJ, the your home team, your home team DJ, and your home announcer. But it's a and but the players will see through it, Alf. Like this. Okay, forget all that though. What if just the courts four versus three, and on top of that, the the hotel choice thing. Like I think those two things are like good enough, right? Better than Alex, nothing. It's all it's all stupid. Unless you put make the the road team stay at a days in. All the all the exactly. They basically are so days in, Alf. They basically are days in. I mean, Listen, you can go asterisk. down the street to the Marriott World Hotel, and it's a far. <laughs> you stayed at that hotel. Right? It's a far nicer hotel. <laughs> Than most of those Disney properties there, so yeah, let let the better ones stay at the Marriott World. I, I don't. I mean, it's let some of the teams come in on helicopter instead of traffic. I, I don't. I mean, they're going to come up with all I, kinds. I of just think things. that's huge. There should be an asterisk, right? Because I, I think the teams that are high seas, like the Lakers or the Clippers, let's say they were to do the hotel choice thing and they still lose, like oh my god, it would look even worse. Listen, it's like wow, you're you really had some... everything. You're gonna see some higher seeds lose just because it's. Yeah. This is not a normal NBA season. It's just been so disrupted. Agree. So, you're gonna see the some only, higher the teams way, lose. Like, like who though? That's the thing. I I kind of agree with the theory, but trying to think of it is like tough. I guess somebody in the West. But there are so many teams in the middle though. That's the thing. Like we talk about the high seeds. Okay. There's basically. So terms, you're talking about three six. Of, in, right. In terms of elite teams, I mean, everybody's got about the same record except for. The Lakers, uh, the Bucks, and I guess you throw the Clippers in there because they would have been had that record if those guys had played together the whole year. I yeah, mean, and then the middle class is strong in the NBA right now. The middle, yeah, the upper middle, right? I mean, you've mm -hmm. all those teams, all those teams in the West, whether it's Houston, OKC, uh, Dallas, um, all you know, all Utah, Utah, Denver, and then in the East, you know, Miami, Philadelphia, Indiana, Toronto, Boston. All of those teams are about the same. They're all good. And then, okay, there's there's two crappy teams in the East. 
And and there's probably going to be one, maybe not even one crappy team in the West because the reality is any of those teams, New Orleans or Portland, fully healthy, are, are pretty talented teams. Yep, yep, whether, yep. And, 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 you know, whether, if they beat Memphis out or not, but they're pretty loaded. And although I don't think the Spurs are great, they do have two all-stars on that team and the best, one of the three best coaches in NBA history. So I just, I, I, I don't they still think got good players. Yeah. There's not that big a difference. You're really talking about how to make this fair for, and, and look, the Clippers load managed during the year. So I don't really feel bad for them. You're really talking about two teams. You're talking about, you're talking about the Lakers and the Bucks. And I mean, Kawhi you know, is going to be unbelievable. Well, they <laughs> look at their record when Paul George and Kawhi played together this season. You know, I mean, and, and they yep. can do this from the jump. So you're really talking about making this fair to the Lakers and Bucks, And it seems like what they've tried to do to do that is make it almost impossible for the eight seeds. So I, I guess that's what they're well, doing. Well, isn't it fair for the teams that end up in the three and four seed too? Because that's where the real fight is, right? So in both conferences, the, the teams going for three and four, that's where the biggest incentive is. Because I think the Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks were never going to lose in the first round unless it was like a, you know, a best of one. Like well, we well, saw well, Orlando well, beat Toronto. Well, well let, well, let me ask this, and then we'll, we'll jump off this. If you know that the Bucks are in the one spot, does it benefit the Heat to just fall to six, get out of that four or five? <laughs> uh, right? If you're not uh, receding? I mean, I, I, th- I think they are going to end up doing a couple of these, maybe one or two of these little, you know, incentives that we talked about. Yeah. So, even just for that, I would like I, I would rather that he end up in three or four. None of those like, incentives mean anything. I mean, none of those incentives are as much as avoiding Giannis in the second round. I mean, you, you're not getting home court in the first round anyway. There's no such thing. So why not? I mean, what if they just, do that one extra coach's challenge? Though I think that's valuable in a playoff. Spo situation? hates the coach's challenge. He won't use it. Won't He's going to use it. it. Yeah. He won't use it. He hates oh, it. Oh come on, come he on. He hates that's, it. I don't. That's a card. It's a card. It's not something that he relies on. But if if get, if going to that situation, he has it in a in a. How many times does Spo disagree with calls? If he has it at the end of a game, he has two like one or two left. Wasn't there a time I use it? I can't even remember this season now, but wasn't there a game this season where he could have used it and he didn't? I, I feel like he. There was a bunch of times where. Yeah. He it's the regular it season, though. We're talking about a playoff situation. I, I, he, he has like fundamental like political differences with the coach's challenge. He just. <laughs> All he, I'm saying is the other coach it has it too, and I don't think he wants to be at a disadvantage. Uh, may, and I know he's going to disagree with calls. That's what he does. Uh, maybe not. I, I, I think the Heat's performance may be based in part on if they let the IG models in. We'll see because we, we're going to see how, where Tyler's head is. But I. I some of these things are going to be like, <laughs> wow. I, I, no, I'm going to be really, are going to be really hard to adjust to for these coaches. I just trust this coach more than a lot of the coaches. But as you look at the East playoffs, I mean, I think there's really six elite coaches in the East playoffs. I, I, I think Steve Clifford's kind of pretty close to an elite coach too. I mean, there's definitely five. I mean, the, you know, that's Nick why I think this is all pretty fair overall. It's like, yeah. they're all going to have a tough schedule now. They're all going to have to play each other. And it's like, yeah, if, this is going to be even harder, like mentally, because it's so different from every season. They like they're going to be the different headspace. I think this is going to prove like who the toughest teams are. Like we t- kind of talked about yesterday. I, I think this is there should be no asterisk because I I think this like you said this this is organizationally. Um, I I did communicate with somebody inside the organization the past couple of days who basically said we're going to put everything to the test, and I I think that's the way they view it. They they think that that they. You know they believe with good reason that when when they have an opportunity to plan uh, and get their players ready, that they can between their between Bill Ferran and that group, and between Spolstra and between the leadership of of Jimmy Butler and the professionalism of Bam Adebayo and some of the others, 
they feel, and, and Pat Riley setting the tone, they feel they are as equipped to handle this as any organization in the NBA, and they have an advantage too. They're down the street from Orlando. It's not, it's not, it's not a pain in the ass to travel here. It's not, they, they, you know, I don't know if they're gonna, what they're going to do about letting teams work in, the, in their own facilities, but whatever it is, the Heat have some, some, something in an advantage because you know, travel in the playoffs can be a pain in the ass too, and Miami is the furthest. Miami and Portland are the two cities that are furthest away from all the other teams. The Heat always log the most travel in the NBA, and this is easy. They go up to Orlando and they play. So I think there are some things working in their favor, and I think they have a firm belief that they handle these situations as well or better than anybody else, and we'll see. But anyway, um, check out all the other stuff of the 5 Reasons Sports Network, 5ReasonSports.com, MaccaInc.net, MaccaInc.net, Christopher'sBakery.com backslash Five reasons spelled out. Get 15% off uh, your order with the code five reasons and Mr. M's subs.com five reasons. Also the code there and you get 15% off your online order. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five reasons sports network. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.